What's up, everybody? The new God of War Ragnarok came out today. I might get it down the line. I know I won't get it right away because I got other stuff that I need to get first, which does not include video games, unfortunately. But we shall see what happens. We shall see what happens. Um, Again, this is going to be the last podcast up until I get back from Costa Rica because I leave on tuesday and i won't be back until the 8th of december um the only thing that makes me sad about that is i bought tickets to the trinity of terror tour and they're playing on the 7th of december originally when i bought them i thought it was going to be on like the 10th or the 12th something like that and i will do one before the 15th of december because after on the 15th i'm getting my wisdom teeth removed so i won't be able to do this for a while also so there's two hiatuses coming up Man, that kind of makes me sad, but it's got to get done. But remember, follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram, Official PITM on Twitter. Tell your friends. Deuces. everybody now today's a good day but i'm also very sad because after today you won't hear from me for about almost three weeks we'll be back after ufc 282 that's why today i'm gonna go over ufc 281 the ufc fight nights and ufc 282 that way when i come back we could just talk about the results of all these fights that cool with everybody cool let's get into it we're gonna start off with marina rodriguez versus amanda lemus amanda lemus defeats marina rodriguez tko punches neil magny defeats danny rodriguez doors choke and then we're gonna talk about this one in great length shaylian newer than bk defeats Derek minner cigar Beckoff defeats Nate Manson. Grant Dawson defeats Mark Manson. Miranda Maverick defeats Shayna Young. Mario Batista beats Benito Lopez. Pollyanna Viana beats Jing Yu Frey. Johnny Munoz Jr. beats Ludwig Tunian. And that's it. Oh, that, that'll be good enough. So Amanda Lemos versus Marina Rodriguez. One thing I'm going to tell you guys is this is the only fight I saw live. All the other ones I saw after the fact. But... It wasn't an early stoppage, so what happened was Amanda catches Marina, right? Marina is basically out on her feet, and I know what people are saying. Well, all her other punches didn't land. They didn't. You're right. Except, so, let's say out of the four or five punches she threw, that one big one landed. Took Marina into space, and then one more landed, right? And then the other ones that didn't land, she didn't really move. So that's what prompted Jason Herzog to jump in because she wasn't there. Imagine all those other punches did that she would have went down. Now what people want to see is um what Pollyanna Rihanna did. Like it's okay, bro. I don't need to see that all the time. It was a good stoppage by Jason Herzog. And now the other bit of controversy people are having with this is um the fact that um Jessica Andrade beat Amanda Lemus. 
But now Amanda Lemos is above her in the UFC rankings. The reason they did this is because Jessica Andrade is going to fight Lauren Murphy in the near future at Flyweight. And you know, the UFC has a business to run, bro. Like, they're not going to wait for, like, because imagine she loses. Okay, I'm going to go back down to Flyweight. But with this girl, like, look at where they're going in January. You don't think they're going to prop up all their Brazilian contenders right now? A lot of people are upset about this, but I understand it from the UFC's point of view. Where is it? Where is it? Right here. So now, Amanda Lemus is number three because she took out Marina Rodriguez. And Jessica Andrade is just one down. Like, she jumped over her. Like, she basically took Marina's spot. Like, Jessica didn't move. And it's new blood, right? It's new blood because Yang Wei Lee took out Jessica Andrade. So... People need to relax, bro. You guys need to relax out there. You guys need to relax. Okay, for Marina, I guess fight the loser of Yang Wei Li and Carla Esparza. Because she has fought Carla before, and a lot of people thought she beat Carla. Because she already beat Yan Xinyan Yang, Yan Shainan, and she beat Mackenzie Dern. And I believe she's even beat Tisha Torres. She beat Amanda Hibas. Like, what's left? Like, the only thing for her to do is fight up. I don't think, I think her and Jessica have a good relationship. I don't think they'll fight each other. I don't know, try to fight the loser of Carla and Wei Li. Because I believe um, Amanda Lemus, unless Rose says she'll fight her, it's going to get the next title shot because she even put herself in position to be the backup fighter this week. I don't know if that's going to happen. I should reach out to Valid. I might do that after I finish recording this. So let's see here. There's that. Neil Magny defeated... Danny Rodriguez, from what I heard, Neil Magny was losing this fight. Yeah, Danny was winning, but in the end, Neil Magny pulled it off. Okay, so now what happens is, I believe Neil will fight Michael Chiesa, because then above him is Jorge Mazadon and then Shevkat Ragmarov. Ragmarov has a fight coming up. Who's that guy fighting? Let's see if this will tell me. It won't. He just says his, his last win was against Neil himself, so I don't know. When Chef, I know he has a fight coming up because I've seen it. I just can't remember against who. I, it's not against Steven Thompson because Steven Thompson is going to fight Kevin Holland. So we'll see. But yeah, let's see what other fight was there that piqued my interest. Okay, this Derek Minner fight and Shay Ilian Nuberdan Becky. Look, okay, where is it? What, what happened to my inner? Okay, here we go. Okay, look. UFC fight under investigation after suspicious betting detected. The UFC fight night Saturday between Derek Minner and Numbeki, which ended abruptly in the first round, is being investigated by a U.S.-based betting integrity firm after several sports books in multiple states reported suspicious wagering on the featherweight bout. The odds on Numbeki defeating underdog Minor moved drastically in the hours leading up into their UFC fight night matchup in Las Vegas. Betters were convinced not only would Numbeki win, but he would do so in the first round. Money poured in on the favorite to win by knockout in the first round, and the fight to last fewer than two and a half rounds, prompting some sportsbooks to take the fight off the board, according to an analyst conducted by the U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas-based firm that works with sportsbooks and state gaming regula regulators to monitor the betting market, a copy of which was obtained by ESPN, blah, 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 blah. On Saturday, with the rumors calculating among betters that Minor was injured, Mbeki's odds win. Mbeki's odds to win moved from minus 220 to minus 420. In, 
in four, in the four hours before the fight. Just 30 seconds into the fight, Miner threw a left kick to Mbeki's body and immediately grimped and reached for his left leg. Mbeki closed in on Miner and went in for another left body kick before Mbeki dropped Miner with a knee to the head and finished on the ground with elbows. The TKO stoppage came at 107 in the first round. It was Nudan Becky's first finish in the UFC in four fights with the promotion. Miners, a ten, Miners, a ten-year veteran, has now lost three straight fights and four of his six UFC fights. As sports books grew suspicious of the usual betting leading up to the fight, they contacted U.S. Integrity, which in turn conducted a thorough analysis of the situation and alerted the state gaming regulators and other sport books clients to the irregular betting roughly three hours before the fight began at 8 p.m. Eastern. The betting didn't stop according to the analysis. Even after the odds moved to significantly less attractive prices, the relentless betting on the worst odd only increased suspicion among some sport, some bookmakers and U.S. integrity. Um, the UFC responded Monday via statement. Like many professional sports organizations, UFC works with an independent betting integrity service to monitor wagering activity on our events. The UFC statement read, Our betting integrity partner, Don Best Sports, a leading global supplier of real-time betting data for North America sporting events, will conduct a thorough review of the facts and report its findings. At this time, we have no reason to believe either athlete involved in the bout or anyone associated with their team behaved in an unethical or irresponsible manner. And then this is where it gets interesting, right? Because I don't know, because I don't watch this. I should watch it from now on to see if it, this happens again. It says, Minner is coached by James Cross, a retired fighter known sports better who hosts the 1% Club podcast, a popular Discord channel that features his betting tips. Krause did not respond to a request for comment Sunday from ESPN. And then remember when I said that the, the fighters were prohibited, so... Because then I did see some tweets. I wish I could pull them up for you guys. But according to this fight, and if I kept saying Udenbeki's name wrong, I am sorry. They yet to hear me butcher it like five times. It's okay. Please don't hurt me. What was I going to say? Like, people were saying that James Crusp even picked against Derek Minner. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. If, if you know your guy's hurt, pull him out of the fight. But then again, I don't know his financial situation, you know? Um... Grand Dawson versus Nate Madsen. What a great fight. He wants to fight Tony Ferguson next. I mean, Mark Madsen, not Nate Madness. Madness. Mark Madsen. What a great fight. He out-wrestled a silver Olympic medalist in wrestling. What a fight. That was a great fight. I'm really excited to see where this guy goes next. Um, but the only problem is he missed weight. Can't be missing weight. Because then people will blame your win on that. You missed weight. You won, but uh, you missed weight. And then Pollyanna Viana almost committed first-degree murder. Miranda Maverick won against Shayna Young. But that's that fight night, so let's move on to UFC 281. Israel Adesanya versus Alexi Pieda or Alex Pereira. Carla Esparza versus Yang Wei Li. Dustin Poirier, El Diamante versus... Iron Michael Chandler, Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. I told you guys I didn't know who Chris Gutierrez was. That was a lie. This guy is the man. Dan Hooker versus Claudio Pules. Pules. Claudio Pules, a Peruvian. i never seen this guy fight. 
And I usually know who these guys are. Why don't I know who this guy is? He beat Clay Green. I have seen this guy fight. It's going to be a good fight. Brad Rydell versus Hinato Moicano. Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. Molly McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield. That's going to be a good fight. Andre Petrovsky versus Wilton Turnman. Turnman. Carolina Kovalkiewicz versus Silvana Gomez Juarez. Julio Ars versus Montel Jackson. Carlos Umberg versus... Nicolai Nigum um, um, Nicolai Nigum what? How do you say that? Nigumer any anu Nigumer any anu? Fuck, I don't even know if I said that right. I'm pretty sure I didn't, so I'm gonna call him Nicolai Nigumer any anu. I hope that's right. Nicolai Nigumer any anu. Okay, we're gonna move on from that. So main card, awesome. I honestly still believe they should have had Dominic Reyes open the main card, but that's just me. Um, This Molly McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield fight, I believe, is the sleeper. And then if you're not going to put Dominic on the main card, at least have him headline the prelims. He deserves that much. Because I understand the fact that it's, I was going to say, I mean, city kickboxing, but come on, bro. I was going to say American kickboxing, a.k.a. Come on, you have them opening the whole thing. You have them headlining the prelims, and then you have Israel headlining the pay-per-view. Come on. I believe Dominic deserved to headline the prelims. But Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Again, I will say this, and um, I believe this fight only ha- is happening because of Alex and Israel's past. The only reason Alex is fighting him so soon is because he's beating him twice. But to be fair, the way Israel wins most of his fights, they technically turn into kickboxing matches. The one guy that was able to wrestle him is the one guy that beat him, which was Jan Blakovich. And Jan had to win rounds in the stand-up too, right? So, like, they're basically kickboxing matches in MMA. So, this is going to be really close. Um, Carlo versus Yang. Again, like, a bunch of people. I watched the press conference earlier. A bunch of people are booing her. I don't understand why. Like, Rose didn't do a lot in her fight either. Carla did more. That's why Carla won. But again, I will, like, Carla should use her wrestling, but she's been, Wei Lee's been working with Eric Albarasin, and we know Eric is Henry Cejudo's longtime coach, and we know how good Henry is in the wrestling, and we saw Wei Lee use her wrestling in her last fight against Yona Yonjinchek, right? So, we'll see where that leads her. Dustin Poirier versus Mike Chandler. Again, I believe, here's what I believe. What's Mike? He's 2-2 two and two in the UFC because he beat Dan Hooker. He lost to Charles Oliveira. He lost to Justin Gaethje, and then he beat Tony Ferguson. Here's what I believe. I believe if Tony, I mean, Mike uses his wrestling like he did in Bellator, he would win more fights without taking so much damage. Like, what Chandler's problem is now is what Justin Gaethje's problem was. Is that he was more concerned about being exciting than winning. Like, you can be both, but you can win with your wrestling. And, like, he can be violent with his wrestling and his ground and pound. And then once he, he gets the opponent tired with his wrestling, fucking land that big bomb on them, you know? It's going to be crazy, man. And I don't know how good Dustin's takedown defense is going to be with someone of Mike Chandler's wrestling credentials, you know? Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. Uh, this is a hard fight for Frankie for his last fight. 
And it's going to be practically in his home. He's from New Jersey, but it's right there in New York. So it's practically a home game for Frankie. So we'll see. And they love Frankie in New York, bro. Because, you know, he trains with Hanzo Gracie, Mark Henry. So they love him there in New York. So we'll see what happens. Dan Hooker versus Claudio Pules. Pules. It's going to be a crazy fight. I think Dan's going to take this one. Brad Rydell versus Renato Moicano. Toss up. Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. Okay, here's what I think happens. If Ryan Spann does not take out Dominic Reyes within the first two rounds, Dominic Reyes wins this fight. I believe Dominic has the better cardio and like the better overall kickboxing. And again, his last two fights were against the top two guys in Iri Prohaska and Jan Blakovic. And um, what can I say? Crazy fights, man. Um, Molly McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield. Again, I believe it's the dark horse of the whole card. Or Carolina Kovalkiewicz and Sil Silvana Gomez Juarez will be. But I believe it's going to be Molly and Aaron. We should really watch out for that fight. And and then Carolina and Silvana. That's going to be a good fight too. So watch out for those. So watch the early prelims. All these fights are great, man. I might... What time does this start? At like 3? I might watch it since the first fight. That's really rare for me. We're going to move on to Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. And is this the whole card? Because look, there's only one, two, three, four, five. No, there's more. Yeah, there's more. I'm like, there's no way this is the whole card. So, Derek Lewis will fight Sergey Spivak on November 19th. Rodolfo Vieira will fight Cody Brundage. Andre Fialojo will fight Muslim Takihov. Charles Johnson will fight Zaglas Zahumagolov. Zaglas Zahumagolov. Charles Johnson will fight, I mean, yeah, I just said that. Jack Delia Maldenia will fight Danny Roberts. Jennifer Maya will fight Mariana Monroe's. And there's a bunch more fights announced. I don't know, man. I believe Derek's on a two-fight skid, three-fight skid. I think he's on a three-fight skid. No, two-fight skid because he lost to Sergei Pavlovich and then Taitu Ibasa. So we shall see what happens here, man. It's going to be a crazy fight, I believe. Derek could get this one done. He's 37, but I believe he could get it done. We'll see what happens. I'm going to try to watch these in Costa Rica, but there's no guarantee it will happen. Uh, December 3rd, Stephen Thompson will fight Kevin Holland. Tai Tuivasa will fight Sergey Pavlovich. Brian Barberina will face Rafael Dos Anjos. Mateus Nikolai will fight Matt Schnell. Derek Brunson will fight Jack Hermanson. Eric Anders will fight Kyle Dacus. Nico Price will fight Phil Rowe. Angela Hill will fight Emily Ducote. Clay Guido will fight Scott Holtman. And Derek Elkins will fight Jonathan Pierce. Tracy Cortez will fight Amanda Heba. Wow, this is a good card right here. This is a fight night too. Um, Again, Stephen Thompson and his joke of, of a retirement. Of course, anybody who bought that as a real retirement, he got you. Because I didn't buy it for a sec. Like, come on, bro. You tell me you bought that? I didn't buy it. So, there's that. Who's the co-main event in this? Taitu Ibasa versus Sergey Pavlovich. Crazy fight. Brian Barbarina versus Rafael Dos Anjos. This is going to be violent right there. I'm a big fan of match now. Of course, Jack Hermanson versus Derek Brunson. I'm watching. And then I'm always going to watch Derek Elkins fight. And then Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Hibas. I'm there, bro. I'm there. But going back to the main event, I believe... How old is Steven? He's 39. I believe if he loses this fight, he should retire. Because he has been looking old in his last few fights. And I, I say that with respect. And Kevin is like, what, 28, 29? 
Kevin's 30, so Kevin's about to reach his prime. He's about to be 30. No, he just turned 30, right? Yeah, he just turned 30 a couple days ago. So we got to see him, man. But I believe Kevin's going to win this fight. And if he makes it look easy, I believe um, uh, Steven should look into retirement. Haitui versus Sergey Pavlovich. It's going to be violence. Brian Barberino, Rafael Dos Anjos, violence. Um, Derek Elkins, Jonathan Pierce. If you want to look for, for that fight, that fight's going to be violence. And it's early, so check that out. So let's move on to Prohaska versus Teixeira 2. Yuri Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira will take place on December 10th, 2022. Yuri Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira is the main event. Jan Brankovic versus Magomed Akilayev co-main. Patty Pimlet versus Jared Gordon will also be there. Robbie Lawler versus Santiago Pontinibio. And then Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Tepuria. And I honestly believe that putting Ilya and patty on the same card because these guys have been building the fighting each other and i believe if they both win they're gonna either be a co-main or a main event in europe at some point in a fight night and patty will blow the roof off that place by himself telling you bro telling you this guy if you guys thought conor mcgregor was something this guy is much bigger than that because this guy had some hype behind him even more than what conor did um let me see Although Bryce Mitchell's no pushover, bro. But then again, what what does Ilya fight at lightweight? Because this is a featherweight fight. Unless he's trying to get Patty to fight at featherweight again, which I don't think would be possible. Not not no I see. So he fought at lightweight um his last fight. So I guess they asked him to fight at featherweight and he said yes. Yeah, so it might happen. It might. And then headlining the, the prelims that day will be Alexander Gustafsson versus Ovin St. Prue. Raul Rojas Jr. will fight Jay Perrin. Perrin. Darren Till will fight Decrease Duplices. Razinho Rogenstra will fight Chris Dacus. Edmund Shabazian will return. Chris Curtis will fight Joaquin Buckley. And TJ Brown will fight Eric Silva. Okay, for the main event for this one is, can Glover keep the pace on Yuri that he had? And is Yuri prepared for that pace this time? That's my only question here. Because if Yuri is prepared for this pace, I believe Yuri will take him out in two rounds. But if Glover can put the pace he put on him and not tire out in the fifth with like a minute to go, he'll win this fight. Glover was winning the fight easily in the fifth round. Like, it was on his way to be Glover's win. Like, that fight goes another two minutes. We're talking about Glover fighting possibly Magomed Akilayev in Brazil. But I don't know what happened that they needed this fight to happen sooner rather than later you know i don't know so we'll we shall see what happens we shall see um what i do want to see is i want to see if Glo- again how old is glover i want to say glover's like 45 he's 43 if he beats this guy and he defends his belt at least twice i'll consider him a goat he should be considered a goat already but like i'll consider him a goat he is the second oldest ufc champion behind randy couture and the oldest first time champion in ufc history as a the 13th of June 2022. He's the number one ranked in the UFC light heavyweight ranking. And his career is weird, right? Because he went through a skid. Like, look. So, Glover, he was a killer for the longest, right? Like, let's look at it. Let's look at it. When did he come into the UFC? He came into the UFC, UFC 146. Okay, hold on. That was in 2012. 
We're in 2022, and he's 43. Did his birthday pass already? His, he just turned 43. So he made his UFC debut roughly around when he was 32. Yeah, 32 going on 33 because this was in May of 2012 and his birthday is in October. This dude came in murking. I mean, first of all, so he lost his first fight and then he lost his fifth fight. No, his fourth fight because he was on one and then one and one and then two and one. So that's his third fight. And then he loses his fourth fight and then he wins his fifth fight. He wins his sixth fight. He wins his seventh fight. He wins his eighth fight. He wins his ninth fight. He wins his tenth fight. Basically, before losing again, he was twenty-two and two. So he basically won like twenty fights in a row, which included three. Um, no, his first one, two, so one, two, three, four, which included his first five UFC fights. His first loss in the UFC came to John Jones, and then he lost to Phil Davis. Then he beat Oban St. Prue. He beat Patrick Cummings. He beat Rashad Evans. And then he got starched by Anthony Johnson. He beat Jared Cannonier. He lost to Alexander Gustafsson. He beat Misha Krikonov. He loses to Corey Anderson. He beat Carl Robert Robertson. He beat Ian Kutislava. He beat Nikita Krilov. He beat Anthony Smith. He beat Thiago Santos. He beat Jan Blakovich to win the belt, and he loses to Yuri Prohachatska. Okay, excluding his first two losses, the only guys he's lost to are John Jones, consensus, fucking steroids and everything to go, Phil Davis, one of the best to ever do it, and if I remember correctly, a lot of people thought this was a bad decision. What were the scorecards on this? This was a UFC 179. What were the scorecards on this? Oh no, he got 30-27 across the board, so... Maybe his wrestling just wasn't up to par just yet. Because let me tell you, that's where he's strongest now. He lost to Anthony Johnson, who is like a heavyweight fighting at light heavyweight. Um, thoughts and prayers are with Anthony Johnson. I know he's going through some medical issues. They're keeping it very private. Nobody really knows what's going on there. But he's going through some problems. Thoughts and prayers are with you, Anthony. He beats Jared Cannonier, who is one of the top middleweights. He loses to Alex. I bet you he beats Alex now. He beat Misha, and he loses to Corey. And Corey is about to fight for the Bellator light heavyweight belt. And I'm telling you, if he didn't have no contract disputes with the UFC, um, he would probably still be there and probably be at the top. And then, so he, he okay, so losing to Jones, he went one, two, one, two, three. He was three and two after he fought Jones, and then he loses to Johnson. So that's three and three. He beats Cannonier 4-3. Then he loses to Gustafsson 4-4. Four four. He beats Krina. So he went 5-5 five and five after he loses since his first loss, right? So after being on a... Let me see. Uh, let's just count it. So he went 2-2, two and so he went two and two, right? And then... So after being on a 20-fight win streak, he goes 5-5 five and five in his next 10 fights. And then he goes on a 1-2 three, four, five, on a six-fight win streak, which would have been seven, but because of Yuri Pro, who Yuri Prohaska is, Yuri waited till the very end and chokes him out, and he was winning the fight. Glover Teixeira, you are one of the GOATs. I don't care what anybody says, you are one of the GOATs. And now let's look, let's look at Yuri's record, because I know he's only lost twice, and he has like a 
twenty something and two record. Let's look at Yuri's record. He's twenty nine and three. His last loss was against Mohamed Lawal, and I bet you it was a part of a tournament. Yep. And who, you know who he fought? Um, before he fought Mohamed Lawal, Vadim Nenka. Okay. So he fights Vadim. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Let me see. So you fought Vadim Nankov when? And this was the same night. Okay? I think. Oh, no, no, no. No, he just lost to, to Mohamed Lawal. Did he? Or was it the same night? Let me see. Yeah, Iri Prochatska defeats Fujita. And then... Wait a minute. So where did this go? So I'm thinking... Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this all happened in one night. Let's see. Mohamed Lawal defeated Iri Prochatska. Okay, but when did this other one take place? Okay, look. Okay. Part one. So part one took place on December 29th. Yuri, no, okay. So Yuri beat Sayatoshi Ishii. Vadim Nenka beat Goran Relic. Did they fight twice? I'm fucking confused. Hold on. So this is the Ryzen World Grand Prix, which was the inaugural event held by Ryzen Federation on December 29th. This was part one, right? And then where's part two? So you be, so then you, so when did he fight Vadim Nenka? So I guess this happened twice. Twice, right? They fought twice in one night. Let's see if it'll tell me. Prohaska made his promotional debut against Satoshi Ishii in December 29, 2015. In the World Grand Prix 2015 100kg tournament at the Ryzen FF first event. And Suraba no Utake. The same night, he lost in the final round of Mohamed Lavalvier knockout. Prochaska weighed in at 95.9 kilograms. And 211.5 pounds for the tournament. Prohaska's face mark. So I'm guessing. This is what I'm guessing. He fought Satoshi Ishii on December 29th. Prohaska's next fight in the tournament was. He fought Vadim Nenkov on December 31st. And then later <laughs> that same night. He lost to knockout to Mohamed Lawal. Okay. Thanks Wikipedia. You confused me for about 10 minutes. So. His last loss was against Mohamed Lawal. He was 16-3. and three. Who else did he lose to? He lost to Abdul Karim Erilov. And then Bojan Velikovic. Velikovic. But after his loss to Mohamed Lawal, he goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. He beat Mohamed 8, 9, 10. At 26-3-1, he makes his... UFC debut on the first Fight Island card. He beats Vulcan Ozdemir. He then fights Dominic Reyes and nearly murdered him. And then he fights Glover. And now he fights Glover again. My point is, Iri Prochatska is the man. Okay? Glover Teixeira is the man because Glover wins, holds on two more minutes in that fight. And he would have won the fight. So anybody saying that Glover's washed up, like, get out of here with that nonsense. Please get out of here with that nonsense. Alright? Like, just get out of here with that. I don't need that. So, I can't wait for this fight, man. I can't wait for, for Jan Brakovic versus Magomed Akilayev. I just can't wait for this pay-per-view. The UFC's closing out the, the year strong. And then they have one more fight night. But we're not going to get into that this podcast. Because I will be back before the final fight night of the year. Um, Let me see. Raul Rojas will make his debut. I'm excited for that. And I believe this is it for... Alexander Gustafsson, he loses this fight. Dude, please retire. So now, Patty Pimblett versus Jared Gordon. This is very interesting. Because if Patty Pimblett wins, you start putting it... I don't know. I, I honestly don't understand why Sean O'Malley hasn't headlined his own fight night card. He could. 
Like, if Patty Pimlet wins this fight, he should start headlining fight night cards, and then you gradually move him up to co-main eventing pay-per-views, and then eventually he becomes the headliner for a pay-per-view, because I believe he can be a bigger star than Connor. He can be the superstar that Darren Till was supposed to be, and Molly McCann can be that for the females. Oh, Rojas Jr., that guy's interesting. He's only like 18, and he's already fighting in the UFC. They had to get like a special permission from the commission to let him fight. But let's move on. So we talked about the irregular betting. We talked about that. Do you guys remember, like, I was looking for Cody Garbrandt's um, statement. I found it. Are you guys ready? Okay, this is from how Cody felt after what TJ said, that he should have let the UFC know, and he's sorry. Holding up the division. This is Cody's rebuttal to that. This dude's a bitch. Ten days before our first fight, the UFC flew me to Las Vegas to get an epidural shot in my bag because I couldn't even walk. I didn't make any excuses or cry about it after I lost this cheating. It says after I lost this cheating bastard. After I lost this cheating bastard. Me versus TJ. Book that shit. EPO can't save you anymore. It's just say after I lost to this. To make sense. But he, he goes, I lost this cheating bastard. Well, he should have put his period and then this cheating bastard. And then people started giving Cody flack. Like, MMA-based fan. Based MMA fan. Malekin Enjoyer. Cody. The fight happened five years ago and TJ got tested for EPO. And nothing was found. Move on. And this is Cody's response to that. You think they keep... Everyone's piss over 600 fighters on the roster for years. You are fucking crazy. And it was the New York Athletic Commission that busted TJ, not USADA. You see, this is weird what he's saying here. Because there is that thing going around with Connor, right? That supposedly Connor hasn't been tested for like 12 months. And Connor looks jacked. Connor looks jacked, bro. So you, you, you gotta assume he's on something, right? And then. Some guy goes, Ben, some guy named Ben goes, neither fight went long enough for his EPO. used to give him the cardio advantage. And this is Cody's rebuttal to that. Couldn't even walk to his own corner after the first round. Look up what EPO can do for you. We're going to get to that in a second. Hold on. And then the last of these type of tweets that I found. To be fair, you knew he was cheating and fought him anyway. Props for that. And that's why I asked for it invasive testing during those camps that I would even pay for it on my on my own but they didn't even acknowledge it like that's the thing right going to the um, going back to this tweet you think they keep everyone's piss over 600 fighters on the roster for years you are fucking crazy and it was the athletic commission that busted TJ like stuff like that makes me wonder like it's a business right like like when it comes to like someone like Connor and I know TJ's not Connor, but when it comes to someone like Connor, is the UFC going, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't do it. There's a lot of money riding on this fight. You guys mess this up. We lose a lot of money. Is that what's going I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, what if it could be? And I don't like saying things like this because it makes me sound like a conspiracy theorist, which I'm not. But that Connor McGregor situation and this tweet right here makes me wonder. And then I want to go back to this one. Neither fight went long enough for his EPO use to give him the cardio advantage. He couldn't even walk to his own corner after the first round. Look up what EPO does for you. So I found this essay. I don't know how reliable it is because it says UK essays trusted by students since 2003. But we're going to go through it. 
EPO acts in the body like a glycosin protein hormone that regulates red blood cell production. Its function is as a protein sing- signaling molecules for red blood cell precursors in the bone marrow. EPO is produced naturally in the body by interstitial fibroblast in the kidneys and by something I can't pronounce cells present presented in the liver. Pre-sylindol cells. I hope I said that right. Production of EPO in adults is most common in the kidneys. Notwithstanding, EPO is also involved in healing in the healing process after the inflammation of wounds and is part of the cerebral response in the neural trauma. In modern term medicine, EPO is harvested from cell cultures and is used to treat anemia, a disease in the body or in the body red blood cell count. EPO is also used for treatment of myelodelos. Plaza, which is a type of cancer that inhibits the bone marrow, so like bone bone marrow cancer, isn't that leukemia? Ability to heal and produce healthy red. Most EPO prescribed to patients contains major health warnings about increase of heart attack, stroke, or even recurrence of certain tumors. Put simply, athletes who harness the power of EPO can go harder for longer. EPO allows the bone marrow to create red blood cells and thus extra hemoglobin. Constantly, EPO is the most generally utilized among endurance athletes as a means to improve their aerobic respiration. The quicker the rate of high-impact respiration, the higher the level at which the traditionally blood doping involved training. Wait, what? The higher the level at which the competitor can work without using anaerobic framework, which delivers lactic acid and increases weakness. Traditionally, blood doping involved in training at high altitude for a period of time between four to six weeks, the blood that was rich in oxygen was then harvested. Okay. So basically, what Cody is saying here is that he was always on it. And because he, he at the time he would train in Denver, which is a high altitude place, that the EPO was already helping him in that. Even though Cody hurt him in the first round, because he was on EPO, he recovered faster because he, like, that's what EPO, it helps you with your endurance. But, like, where I have to, like, my only argument is that he rocked him, right? Like, there's no evidence that I found that even though TJ was rocked, there's no evidence for me that I found that it will help him recover from that faster. What it helps him do is with his endurance. It has nothing to do with him getting hurt. So, I don't know about that. that. That's my only problem with what Cody is saying. Now that he's blaming the EPO for the reason he lost to TJ... I don't know about all that either because didn't Henry hurt him and Henry swarmed him and finished him. And that's when he got caught, right, with the EPO? Because you can look at TJ. He was struggling that whole week, man, that whole fight week. That guy was struggling. What else we got? Let's see here. Usman Nurmagomedov. Okay, for those who don't know, Usman Nurmagomedov will fight Patricky Pitbull on November 18th for the Bellator Lightweight Belt. The reason I'm talking about Usman Nurmagomedov is I believe he's the best lightweight fighter in all of MMA. I believe he's better than Islam because his stand-up is better than Islam's. He's undefeated 15-0. and 0. And now, okay, I will tell you guys. I, mean, I am going to tell you guys this. Let me see where. One, two, three. I don't know what UAE was. Four. And I'll tell you, five. So five of his fights were were... Four of his fights were Gorilla Fighting, which is now Eagle FC. And then one of his fights was the Adumanov Nurmagomedov Memory Tournament, that event. So, that'll still leave him 10-0. If you want to say, oh, 
we all know what happened there. Like, again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but let's just say you're right, okay? If you don't know what I'm going with this, Khabib is the owner of Ego FC, and so and Gorilla Fighting was one of his major sponsors because he would always wear their rash guards and stuff like that. So that, and then I believe what, what was this Ego FC's? No, that was Fight Night Global. So okay, so we'll say four, four of his fights, and then after that he went to Bellator. He ran through the competition, and now he will fight Patricky Pitbull. If he wins this fight, like this dude's 15 and 0, he's 12 fights behind Khabib's. If he beats Khabib, I mean, if he beats Khabib's record, I will consider him the best fighter, even if he never goes to the UFC. Because if Islam is considered the best fighter, I believe this guy beats Islam. They're never gonna fight, right? But I believe he's a better fighter than Islam. But he always said he didn't go to the UFC because he wanted to be the Khabib for Bellator. Which is fair, right? Like, he didn't want to live in, in Islam's shadow because they, they fight at the same weight class. You really think he wants that? You know, he wants to carve his own path. But unfortunately, MMA fans, like, unless it's the UFC, it's not good enough for them. So we shall see what happens. But I do believe this dude's only 24. Like, he might fight 10 times within the next two years. Like, this year alone, how many times has he fought? He fought, he's fought once this year. And then, because they take off from... Um, Ramadan, you know. So that's all I want to say about Usman. Because I believe he's going to run through Patrick, even though I love Patrick a lot. Francis situation and then closing thoughts. So here's what I know. I have not talked to Francis' manager. I've sent word out to him through Twitter, through email. But here's what I know. I know Francis got a knee surgery and he might be out to between quarter two, quarter one to quarter two. So we might not see him back quarter three. No, 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 quarter two. We'll probably see him in the spring. The problem is that Ariel reported the other day that he believes Stipe has retired. So what the UFC is waiting on is the contract situation with Francis. Or they do this mega fight with John Jones and hope Jones beats him. And then, like, Francis loses all his power. Because can you imagine? Can you imagine? Francis beats John Jones and then says, Deuces UFC, I'm out of here. That's the best heavyweight fighter in the world, and he's not fighting in the UFC. What? How are we the best if we don't have the best guy? And he just beat the consensus number one pound for pound GOAT, you know? The UFC doesn't want to be put in that situation. Like, they want to lock Francis into another contract, and then they'll be like, okay, we're going to book Jones versus Francis because it's a win win for them. One, they're going to make next level money. Two, no matter who wins, the UFC says we have the best fighters. And then three, they're both locked in contracts. But if they do the fight and they don't lock Francis in another contract, Francis wins. Like, Francis can barely win. I don't care. Even though there will be smack like, oh, well, you saw he struggled with Jones. And that's his division. And Jones coming up and Jones made him struggle. Like, even if he barely wins, the fact that he beat the number one pound for pound goat and left, like, he's the best fighter. So that's the holdup from what I understand because it's the way the UFC works. But that's all I got for you guys there. So closing thoughts. UFC results. The betting scandal. Eesh. Cody statement. Um, I gotta push back on the EPO helping him get unrocked in between rounds. Usman Nurmagomedov, best fighter, changed my mind. UFC 281 is this weekend. Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier. That's the fight I'm looking for. UFC 282 is next month. The Francis situation. We just got to wait and see what happens. But that's all I got for you guys. 
I will see you guys as soon as I get back from Costa Rica. I will try to have some YouTube videos up before I leave. But deuces, guys. Be safe. Remember, follow me on Punch in the Mouth. Official Instagram, official underscore P-I-T-M. Later.